welcome to season seven, everyone. I am so excited and thrilled you're here as ever, and particularly excited for this conversation. Today, I am speaking with Mallory Irvin, whose second book, All In, A Vision for Living Fully Every Day, is out right now. This book is for you if you are looking to goal set, manifest some dreams, and explore your purpose. It is Mallory's second book, a follow-up and a companion piece to her memoir, Living Fully, which was released last year. Though she lives in Nashville now, Mallory is Kentucky born and bred. She is a former Miss Kentucky who was the fourth runner-up in Miss America 2010. She was also a three-time contestant on The Amazing Race and founded her own global lifestyle brand back in 2016. She is also, like me, a podcaster. Her podcast is fantastic. It's called Living Fully, and we talk about those two words and their through line in our conversation, and I have no idea how she has time for this, but she is also a wife and a mom, but as you'll hear Mallory say herself, life has not been always a smooth journey for her. She has experienced loss, addiction, and upheaval, And the best part about Mallory is she's candid and raw and real about it all while still striving to live her best life and encouraging all of us to do the same right along with her. This is the perfect episode to kick off season seven with. Take a listen. Mallory, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. My fellow Kentucky sister, I have roots in Kentucky. You are, you were Miss Kentucky. It's so great to be with you today. It is equally as great, Rachel. I'm so excited about this. And uh, there's something about being from Kentucky where <laughs> when you meet another person from Kentucky, you're like instantly best friends. <laughs> yeah. and, and you knew where Middlesbrough was, which is where my yeah. father's side of the family is from. And that, and not everybody knows where Middlesbrough is. So I know I'm where everything is that. in the state of Kentucky. They ran me all from one <laughs> end of that state to the other when I was Miss Kentucky. So um, it is really nice to meet you. And um, I just love our Kentucky connection I already. I love it. Well, I've read both of your books all in, which is the book we're talking about today is your second book. Your first book was called living fully. And I noticed that the subtitle for all in is a vision for living fully every Mm -hmm. day. So obviously living fully matters to you. So Mm -hmm. can you explain to our listeners, what does living fully look like for you? So living fully is like my, um, the first book that I wrote was my journey to what I call living fully, like Uh living fully. It's just kind of what the word is. Living fully is literally like living fully, living this full and vibrant and like bigger life. Mm -hmm. And if you read, or you read my first book, but if a a listener did not read it, thank you. That means a lot. It, uh, that took a lot to write that book because people didn't know my story, but, um, my life now looks so drastically different than it did when I thought, you know, I was living fully and I was Miss Kentucky. Like we just were talking about, I did reality TV. I had all of these like really amazing goals and accomplishments that I'd reached in my life. And I did not feel um, like my life was full or fulfilled. I felt like empty. Mm -hmm. I felt very much like I had to top everything that I was doing at such a young age. And there was so much pressure that eventually I crumbled underneath it. And I ended up going to a treatment program for six months. And that is where like this phrase living fully was born. Mm -hmm. Living fully is like a commitment that I make to myself. I'm like, I'm here for this one life. And 
it's going to look different at different times in my life of what I need to find a more full and vibrant life. But um, I'm committed to doing those things. So maybe sometimes it's that I'm valuing like comfort and, you know, not rocking the boat over, you know, taking risks and like opening door number two, you know, mm-hmm. or maybe it's that I have like, I have a big decision to make in my life and like a move that I want to make, but there's so much noise from outside people and in my own head that I can't mm-hmm. make the, the decision for myself. Uh, maybe it's a loss, like a loss that I've had in my life. I write a lot about all, um, some losses that I had in all in and I write yeah. about a big loss that my sister had and living fully. Maybe it's overcoming that and like choosing to live that way again. Um, maybe it's like a curveball that life's thrown you. So whatever it is in your life, there is a way to like pick up the pieces and find your way back to it. And so living fully is, um, if you feel like you get to that point where you are living fully, you become so obsessed with it that you're like, I will not brush a thing under the rug. You know, I will literally like live my life so big and so vibrant and so full. Mm -hmm. Um, Mediocrity is just like in the backseat in my life. And uh, mediocrity has no place here. Absolutely. You know, I'm a big believer. I've said this once I've said it a hundred times on this show that, and actually probably have said it close to a hundred times because we're nearing our 100th episode and congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And you have your own podcast as well, which is called, I think it's called living fully, right? Uh It is. Yeah. Uh So this is through, this is a through line (laughs) all the way throughout. And so, you know, books come to me at the exact right time. I'm in a moment that you were just speaking of where I'm putting an immense amount of pressure on myself. Got a lot of things coming up this year, a lot of big changes that are incredibly exciting. And I just, but yeah, they're, they're very pressure filled as well. And so this book all in came to me and it's beautiful, by the way, it's so well designed, Thank it's just you. laid out gorgeous. And it came to me at the exact right time because I am, and we're going to talk about this in a minute in a little bit of the in-between and kind of the, in the meantime season where I, I see, I know what I want and I, I need help visualizing it. And that this book really helped with that, but it, this book just showed up at the exact right moment for me. And I, I want to oh. continue one more question on, on living fully because living fully was much, I would say you can agree or disagree with me, but living fully was much more text heavy. All in is very visual and yes, that, that sure. really fits with the theme of visualization that's in, that's in all in. But I read, as I said, both of the books enjoyed both immensely, but what would you say? I kind of feel like in a way they're companion pieces, right? And they are I, companion pieces. Mm-hmm. yeah. And so I was, I want to know what's the biggest difference in the two books to you and, and are, and I was going to ask you, are they intentionally companion pieces? Cause they certainly feel that way. Yes, they definitely are. That's why, um, I have in the subline, like you read in the beginning of the podcast, all in a vision for living fully every day. Yeah. So, uh, living fully is dare to step into your most vibrant life. So this was living fully was really like, it's not called a memoir, but it is part, I would say yeah. memoir because I open each chapter of like, you know, these different principles of living fully with a story from my own life and like how I arrived there. And so I would say if I had to choose, like, besides just, yes, that is like, if you're looking for a real book that you're, it's, you know, text and it's someone's story and these are the principles that's living fully. If you're a person that likes to write in your books, that wants to like cut Mm -hmm. things out and like put things on a vision board, or that likes to pick up a book and put it down. um, You don't necessarily need to read the front half to understand the second half Then all in is for you. But I think, I mean, both of them go hand in hand together. So I wrote living fully because I was just like, you know, I've been 
a public person and I'd been in the space online for like eight years and people kept asking me, you know, how do you live your life that way? You know, you show up so happy and I just feel like um, the way that you run a business or you parent your kids or you um, are a spouse, you know, I want that. And I would give them, you know, tips and tricks. And, and I would always say like, I've been through a lot and like, I really, um, I choose to live this way. And like, I, mm-hmm. I blah, 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 but I never told the whole story. And it was at a point in my life where I'd had a lot of success in this space. And I was like, this is the one thing that I'm leaving behind the curtain and it does matter now. And I need to tell the whole story. So I wrote living fully really to share my own story and then to share these principles that like changed my life and that continue yeah. to change my life. And then living fully did really well. I mean, tens of thousands of people have yeah. loved that book and said it changed my life. Just like anyone's story can change your life. Like I hear somebody's story or I watch super soul Sunday, or I watch a Tony mm-hmm. Robbins event. his, you know, it changes my life to hear their story and how they arrived at a certain place. But then there, there was this other piece where I was like living fully looked a lot different. And my journey looked a lot different than a lot of people's. I know everybody reading my book and competing in the Miss America pageant. I know they're not doing reality TV. <laughs> I know they're not, you know, a social media, like a creator. And so I said, I want to take it a step further. And I want to create a book that helps people to visualize what they want in their life really clearly, because I am very, very specific on this for a very specific reason. Vision boards are the most like some of the most powerful things that you can use mm-hmm. in your entire life. And if you don't get really specific on these vision boards and you're just slapping stuff on there that says like happy and you're showing a bowl of salad <laughs> and you're, you know, you're going to get close to the things you want in your life, but you're not going to get exactly there. Like yeah. I said in the book, I was like, if your dream is to see the Hollywood sign, like you can't just key LA into the map quest. Like you're going to get close, but not there. Mm-hmm. So I wrote all in as a companion book for living fully. Like I'd love for people to buy both books. That would be where you're getting like the most bang for your buck and like where Mm -hmm. you can really make a difference in in your life. But if you just picked up all in, I really wanted it to be a, to be about like your vision for living fully. And as much as it's important, what you pick up and put onto your vision board, it's extremely important of what you weed out of your life and the things that you decide not to put in your vision Mm -hmm. for the future. Um, I think so many times in our lives, we just end up living a certain way, whether it's like a bad habit or it's with somebody we're not meant to be with, or it's in a job that we're like, well, it's paying the bills. Like I have to stay here. So many times, like life just happens upon us and Mm -hmm. we're just going through the motions. And then you look back and it's like 12 years, you've been in the wrong relationship or the wrong job, or, um, you're doing a little bit of what you want in your career, but like not a lot of it. And Mm -hmm. so I wrote all in because I really want people to really intentionally like pull the things that they want a for their vision board. Cause like I said, I think vision boards are powerful, but I also want you to just know it in your own brain because so many people don't take the time to really think about what do I actually want in my life and how is it different maybe than what I wanted three years ago? Like reassess. Mm -hmm. Um, I want people to get a really clear vision for living fully. So that was a long answer to, you know, why they're different. They're different because living fully was, text heavy and it was a real book it had a lot more memoir stuff in it all mm-hmm. in is really like about you um the, the reader um, and I would really encourage listeners as well to to read both and and because I think because I read living fully all in because I knew a lot like I knew the story about blaze for example which yes you know, again I've remained so sorry for for that loss in your family and Thank I knew you. that you you know were struggling with miscarriages and we'll talk about that in a little bit but um I, I really, I feel like I connected even deeper 
because I knew your story and I knew yeah, how yes, it that's a great in your point. life. And so, so all in really kind of pulled everything together. And so this book all in really focuses on the power of visualization to help make our dreams come true. So yes. what is visualization and how has so, it helped you? Visualization and like manifesting, whatever you want to call it. Like it's basically just a visual representation of you know, the things that you want in your life. So people have heard, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has heard of a vision board. Yeah. And um, I also like, I speak about this in a, in a different way than a lot of people do, because I feel like there's two different like sects of like thought on this. One is that like, you know, if people are ultra religious, they believe, you know, it, it is, it all comes from God. Like we are not the people that create things in our lives or, or whatever. And then some people are real like woo woo and in the clouds and they're just like, um, uh, only manifesting and only, you know, it's kind of like two different types of people. And what's interesting in the way that I think about this and the way that I know it to be true in my own life is I'm both of those people. I'm very mm -hmm. religious and a faith-based person, but I very, very strongly believe in visualization and manifesting things in your life. And in fact, when I wrote Living Fully, um, and my publisher is a, it's Random House, and then the um, the house of the publisher, like under Random House, is a religious uh, mm -hmm. um, arm, you know, of the mm -hmm publisher yeah. and so they they we kept going back and forth because they were like I had I had two chapters one was about manifesting and visualization and one was a faith chapter and they originally were the same chapter for me because I really believe that like visualizing thing is very it, it, visualizing things is very much like a uh, ask and you shall receive and it's like a prayer and fast forward kind of thing and they were kind of wishy-washy on that they were like I don't know they were like you know, we have people that are ultra Christian that are kind of against this idea, or we have people on the other side that think they don't marry. And I was like, this is my experience with them. And everything that I've ever heard in the church or in faith-based conversations, whatever religion or faith you are, it all points towards like us having a clear vision for the life that we want to live on earth, like this one life that we've been given. And I just really felt like they went hand in hand. And eventually we separated the two, two chapters, but we put them right next to each other. So they kind of like flow into the next mm -hmm. one. So manifesting and visualization is very simply like a, a visual visualization is like having a clear visual representation of something you want to bring into your life and like picturing that, whether it be on a piece of poster board in front of you or your phone lock screen or like a note in your phone and you've write, written out text of like what you want a year from now to look like manifesting is just kind of like the another way of saying that like manifesting something into your life say I put a house mm -hmm. on my vision board which I didn't put a house on my vision board but I put a penny tile and it's the house with that exact penny tile certainly manifested into my life like within that yeah. year so um, that just kind of explains that a little bit I love that. Know. And, you know, I, I'm really going, again, this book showed up at the right time because I have a lot of dreams that are what I would call in the in-between right now. And I, I want to, I want to get my vision board complete. I want to put it up there and, and just, and, and I also want to talk about your faith a minute too. And I, I'm going to go ahead and go there. I wasn't going to ask you about this until later in the conversation, but your faith just bleeds through every page. And I love that because oh, I'm a person you. of faith as well. Your faith is clearly very important to you. It's also very important to me. I wanted to kind of give you a platform here to talk about that and what part your faith has played in living fully. Um, I think that it's everything. I think that the yeah. reason that I'm here today is because 
you know, when I was in my darkest moments and I was in my active addiction, I ran to like our local church. Um, it was like three miles from the house that I lived in. And I used to run there and I would say the rosary, like the whole way there. And I would go and there was like no one in the church. Uh, it was the middle of the day. They weren't having like mass or anything. And I would light candles and I would just pray because I knew something was wrong in my life. I felt so directionless and lost. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, increasingly more and more dependent on prescription medication. And I just felt like I was dying inside. I was yeah. physically like dying as well. But like, especially I just felt like my spirit was just slowly dissolving out of me. And I'd always had this amazing, vibrant spirit, you know, when I was Miss Kentucky and I'd done, you know, I'd been this grown up on this farm in Kentucky, this beautiful family. And like always, I was a singer uh, growing up and, you know, performing in my hometown. I just had this amazing, vibrant spirit always. And I just felt like it was almost gone. And so um, I prayed and prayed and prayed for years and years that like it would be taken from me, like the, the, the need to continue to refill these prescriptions that I knew were not mm -hmm. helping me. They were just drowning out all the good in my life. And, um, also may, want to make a side note, you know, there are prescription medications that some people really need. So I'm not saying in that instance, right. I'm saying my story was different. Right. And I think that, you know, in what happened to me in my life and what I share in living fully, that my prayer was what was answered essentially. And that my faith was what saved my life in that instance, because, um, I, I can, I knew that like God wanted something different for my life than this empty, like a rotten way that I felt. Mm -hmm. And and I knew that it wasn't time for me to like, just throw in the towel. And so I think that there have been a lot of times in my life where my faith has been um, a guide for me or like somewhere where I celebrated like all the good things somewhere that I felt like really good and just the presence of my faith. And then there are some times in my life where it's been like a life raft and like something that I'm clinging to for dear life. And mm -hmm. that was one of those times. And if you read Living Fully, like you said, it is in every chapter. That's re the reason that I chose the publisher that I did. I had a lot of other publishers I could have chosen from in mm -hmm. my book bid day. And uh, at the end of the day, I made the choice to go in this direction because I was like, I can't leave God out of my story. No it way. was in every single piece of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, my faith is is very, very important to me. And I think that, you know, I think there's a misconception that if you visualize, for example, or if you manifest, or if you do vision boards, then that's, then you can't have faith too, or, or the reverse of that. And that is not true. I mean, I find it's that in my true. own life as well. You can yeah. have deep faith and trust in God, because I think all of these visualizations, all of these dreams that we're, that we're bringing to life through the vision board are from God. I think that yes. they are our desires placed on our yes. heart by God. And yes. so now with it, and it's, it's a partnership, you know, he's here, he's going to yes. help see these dreams through, but we have to do our part as well. It's not just going to exactly. fall through the chimney. You know, that's not exactly. how it works. We have to do our exactly. part too while yep. trusting him. Mm -hmm. So that's, so I want to, I want to say that you can have all of these things all in one, all in one I life. Agree. So you write in the I book, agree. life is not defined in hero or zero moments, but in the in-between. So as I have self-disclosed a couple of times already in this interview, what would you say to someone who, like me, is in the in-between of visualizing their dreams and making them a reality? They they know what they want, but 
they're not quite there yet. And, and I love how you put the hero in the zero moments, because there are times in our lives when we are flying high and we have just had this great accomplishment and we cannot be touched. We're on cloud nine. Then we also, of course, have times in life where we're at rock bottom, but most of life is not lived in either of those places. It's lived in the in-between. Mm-hmm. So what would you say to someone who who's in that in-between stage? I would say that um, first and foremost, like you just said, most of our life is lived in that in-between. So it is critically important to remember that finding joy in that in-between is critical to living fully. Um, If you are just waiting until you get to the top of the mountain to experience joy and fulfillment and happiness, that's not a way to live. That's how I used to be. That's why like living fully was born. Um, But I will also say that um, patience, and I'm not talking like, a billion years that it's going to take for things to happen, but sometimes it takes a little bit longer. And sometimes like things happen in those in-between moments that really are like the, the wind and the sail of like that tiny little direction shift that brings Mm -hmm. you to the exact right place. I sometimes think that things like need to, um, they really need that in-between for whatever reason it is. I mean, I know we've already talked about the cases of the miscarriages. I mean, I look at my daughter now and I cannot imagine her not being the one that is in our family. Um, So I will say like continuing to believe in those in-between moments while also finding joy and enjoying your life and um, getting really clear about not only the things that you want in your life, because like I said, the more clarity you can get, the quicker I think you can bring those things to fruition. Um, But also, like we just mentioned a while ago, what are the things that you need to take out of your life, like on your way there? Um, Mm -hmm. Those are are really important too. Habits like kind of like fall upon us and like just, you know, everybody rests into their mediocre, comfortable state like every once in a while. And in the in-between times, I think that it's easy to just like hold our breath and wait until we get to that hero moment. Uh, we're just glad we're not in the zero moment, but we're living yeah. in, the in between just waiting. I think that those people just have to look at that period as a period of refinement and, and look at that period as a period of uh, clarity. And, um, and I look back at some of the in between moments in my own life. And I'm like, there's so much hope and anticipation in those moments that I wish people could fully grasp and feel. Um, I always felt like so hopeful and so excited. Like I just wrote yeah. an Instagram post about that um, before, like I got to the thing that I really wanted and I hate it because I think so many people are crushed by um, they are impatient and they're nervous and they're frustrated. And that would be me in between. That would be me. <laughs> so I think that to those people, try and shift your perspective every single day when you wake up to like, it's on the way and I'm going to find joy in the, in the interim and yes. I'm going to refine things and I'm going to like define what it's going to look like once I get this thing in my life. Cause I really believe that you will, that they will like, if this stuff is real, like, and mm-hmm. I think that God wants our lives to be big and full and vibrant and amazing and you know he's just waiting for us to like get out of our own way half the time say that yes Yes. you're right and and I and I so admire that in you because I tend to go in the in-between towards the fear side the nervousness side Mm -hmm. you know thinking of all the ways it could go wrong rather than all the ways that it could go right and I think you know that perception shift of, of switching from that negative mindset 
to the positive mindset of, in, again, instead of asking the question, well, let's see all the things that could go wrong, asking the question, okay, well, what are all the things that could go right? And, and I think that that makes so much of a difference. And for me, you know, I'll just, again, I self-disclose a lot on this podcast. Vulnerability is the only way for me really, but a huge part of visualizing your dreams and making them a reality is believing that you are worthy of the yes. best life possible. You write about this in the book. I have struggled candidly with worthiness and enoughness for most of my life. And, and as you say, I need to often get out of my own way to make my dream because I've always been worthy. I'm learning this. Yes. I've always been worthy. Yes. I've always been enough, but what you have, you yes, but I, I, it's taken me a really long time to learn that. So what would you yeah. say to someone who maybe doesn't feel that they are and how can they get back in that mindset of worthiness? Cause I think that once we believe that we are worthy of all of, that we want out of life, it will flow more easily towards us. I agree. I agree with that. I think that um, people's journey to worthiness is different. I think that people feel unworthy for different reasons. So I think your journey back to worthiness is going to be different. Maybe it's a religious thing. Maybe it's you've been hurt in the past in a relationship. Maybe mm -hmm. it's an appearance thing. Maybe it's something that you've inherited from your parents. So just like in anything that we deal with in our lives, like I think you have to look at the root of the cause of like, why am I feeling unworthy? I think mm -hmm. a lot of people, even in like, church and like faith-based conversations they want to say like you are worthy just because you're a child of God well I know that intellectually but sure. there were times in my life where I felt worthless and I felt terrible and awful and I knew I was a child of God but that blanket worthiness statement did not help me to get there so in my like despair and these dark moments I had to pull myself out and I had to stop I had to start acting like I, I was worthy I start I had to start mm -hmm. saying like I am I'm worthy of like not being addicted to this medication anymore I've got to get myself out of this. I'm worthy of like repairing the relationships with my family that I feel like I've ruined in this phase of life that I'm in. I, I had to start acting like I was worthy and like looking at myself in the mirror. I think before, like I really felt like that. And then once you feel worthy, in my opinion, it's not just, okay, here we are. We've arrived, like ring the bell. We're done. It's like looking at yourself in the mirror every single day and not just saying like, I'm worthy, but acting like it, continuing mm -hmm. to act like you are worthy of this life that you're living right now and that you're going to live in the future. The one that you're putting on your vision board, the one that you're reading all in and like cutting out the things and redefining like what, what success looks like for you or like whatever work you want to use to call it. Mm -hmm. So um, I think so many people blanket use the word worthy and they just want you to feel worthy. Well, I want you to act worthy. Oh, I love That's that. The difference. That's good. That's really good. And here, and here's my opinion too, for you, Rachel, uh -huh. you are acting worthy because somebody that shows up on a podcast and knows that they, <laughs> have something to offer and someone that puts it out there into the world that like they have these big dreams and stuff like you've got the worthiness bug okay so like when you look in the mirror or you feel like you are not I want you to look at the facts of the person that you are and the person that you show up as in the world mm -hmm. and I want you to um, remember that the voice in your head is not you <laughs> that voice in your That's head right. is like you know and 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 say to that voice like well, look at what I'm doing. Cause if you really thought you were unworthy, you wouldn't be talking to me today, you know? So wow. that part of you is Thank in there. You. I think we've come a long way. We've come a long way over the past, <laughs> over the past five, I'd say five years. And it, That's but great. it's still, you know, it's still a work in progress and it still creeps up every now and then. And it probably always will, but you're right. I love, I love not just thinking you're worthy, but acting it too. Yeah. 
And um, as we start to wrap up our time together, which I hate that I could just, I mean, Kentucky sisters for life, we could do this all day, but um, (laughs) life is unpredictable. And you write that sometimes life, I love this Mallory. This is one of my favorite parts of the book. They're like the shiny objects trap, the legacy mode, so much good, but this is one of my favorites that sometimes life throws us curveballs, and sometimes it throws us wrecking balls. And I think that's really beautifully put. How can we respond and recover from these parts of life? And, you know, we've, we've kind of alluded to this a couple of times in our conversation, but I believe you had four miscarriages before mm-hmm. you gave birth to your daughter um, recently. That's, that's so much devastation. I mean, that yeah. one miscarriage is right before is, is devastating. And so I'm, I'm so moved, not just in all in, but also in living fully about how real and raw and candid you get about your life. And so, you know, if someone has been thrown a curveball or, or, you know, perhaps more devastatingly a wrecking ball, how do we, how do, and we, but we still have the dream, like in your case, you still had a dream to, to continue to expand your family. So how do you pick yourself back up after, after a curveball or a wrecking ball? So I think that, especially in our society today, people just want to escape pain. Everybody just wants to feel okay. They want to like slap a drug on it or they want to, um, you know, numb it out with, with whatever it is, whatever substance they use to, to numb it out or they mine want was to, food forever. Yeah. Mine oh, mine's food. been, mine's been all of them. So yeah. <laughs> I, um, you know, everybody wants out of it. And I understand that of course, like, I don't like to live in the low either. And I, and I don't, I choose not to live in the low. However, um, when you're moving out of that curveball or that wrecking ball, whatever it is, the thing that the piece that I learned in my life and the piece that is living fully for me is remembering your values and remembering who you are and making the decisions that you need to make to get out of this state that you're in with those in the forefront of your mind, I think is the key way to a make the next right decision and not just the decision that's going to be like, okay, eject, like I'm out, I'm out of the pain, um, but making the next right decision so that a yeah. you don't end up in that curveball situation again if it's one of those and and b you move more in the direction that your life is supposed to go in mm-hmm. um and i think that some of the most critical decisions that we make in our entire life are in these that I, I guess for lack of a better saying like they calm after the storm it's like in these like you're frozen and you're in shock and you can't believe this happened with you and you can wallow in that pain forever i see people do it all the time or you can be like this is terrible that this happened to me but this is my life and I'm not going to live it like this and I'm going to make the next best step and the next right step and so many people like I said you're in of course after something happens like that the state of mind that you're in is just so oh my gosh like out there so that's why like in all in I write about priorities like who are you as a person and sometimes I'm like bring a person in that can help you tell you like what are the things that you're good at like who are you how do you you know knowing those things before and reading a book like all in and and really defining those things potentially before like a curveball or a wrecking ball Mm -hmm. hits you then you can refer back to that like I'm a person of faith okay that's going to help me make the next right step of I'm going to pray about this you know that's a very easy example Mm -hmm. but if it's um you know, in, in living fully, I had this example of this curveball. It was this really random thing. So, um, someone that I was friends with, they had just renovated their like dream home in this town in California. Well, she's like a very health conscious person. And she had just found out that there was some sort of like radioactive something 
everything buried like in their town and like it had just come out there was a lot of cases of childhood cancer and like all of these crazy things um due to they were linking it to this whatever this thing was that was basically in her backyard and so I was talking to her and I said what matters to you the most in life and she was like my family my faith my and I was like, what did you say mattered the most to you in your life? You're choosing between keeping your family here in this house. Yes, it's your dream home, but, or, um, you know, moving to a different part of the country and, and packing up. And I was like, so if your family is the most important thing to you, then you've already made your decision. And she was like, oh my gosh, I didn't think about it like that. So true. Mm-hmm. And they moved because if you look at that and you, you say, okay, actually, uh, my dream home is the most important thing to me in my life. Well, then I guess there's your decision, but I think that it's very important to reassess your priorities and to make decisions based on that post curveball or wrecking ball. That's very so important. good. That's so good. So my last question for you, I tend to ask all of my guests this because I think it's a great chance to encapsulate your purpose for writing this book. So when listeners close the book at the end of the beautiful pages, what do you hope that readers ultimately get from all in? What do you hope that they close the book and they walk away feeling? I hope that, you know, living fully is going to look different in your life. It's going to look different in my life and every single reader's life. So whenever they close all in, I hope that they have a vision for what living fully looks like in their life. That's the subline for a reason. I, I want you to really think about that, like through reading this book. And I want your vision to be clear at the end of this book. But, you know, I love what you brought up about worthiness and like uh, that we've had this conversation about, you know, saying I'm worthy and finally getting there and then like acting like you're, you're worthy. Mm-hmm. Because I say this about living fully, um, you know, I want this book to not only be your wake up call, like, you know, I wasn't living the way that I always thought that I would live, but I want it to be your stay awake call. So anybody that closes all in or living fully, I don't want you to be inspired and like do five things. And then three months later, you're back in the same spot. I want it to be your constant, like stay awake call. I want you to continue to stay awake. I want you to continue to realize when you're slipping back into mediocrity and when you're slipping and um, living a life that you didn't mean to end up living. Um, I want you to constantly return to the principles in this book and the principles and the vision that you've set out in your own life, like hopefully on your vision board or somewhere where you can see it every day and that you stay awake to that because I'm obsessed with like no one living these mediocre, comfortable lives anymore. I want everybody to, to, to live this way. So that's what I hope that they would um, get from closing that book. Absolutely brilliant. The book is aesthetically beautiful. It's also deeply rich with substantive content that can inspire all of you listeners to live fully to I know it did for me. The book is all in a vision for living fully every day. It's out right now. Mallory, thank you so much for being here today. What an honor. Oh, well, thank you so much. And I love our Kentucky connection. It's strong. It runs through. It's strong. And um, I'm so excited to see like what you do. Uh, I already love what you do, but um, thank you. I'm really excited to see what more to come. More to come. Thank you, Mallory. Thank you. Mallory, your authenticity and your likability made me never want our conversation to end. And thank you 
for being exactly who you are. In addition to being substantive, as I said earlier in the show, this book is gorgeous and it is out right now. It's called All In, A Vision for Living Fully Every Day. And as always, we'll link it in the show notes for you to grab your own copy. Season seven is starting off with a bang. And within the coming days, we'll talk about finding joy in the midst of grief, why it's actually a superpower to be a sensitive person. How about that? And on Sunday, why we crave the foods we crave. That is a fascinating wellness conversation. Stay tuned.